just checking, is that okay for people if the screen if the if it's up? It's mostly cloudy, I think, but I'm a big fan of light. <laughs> so here we are for another session with the Brahma Viharas and we're going to continue today with equanimity. Some of what I say will probably be a repeat and some of it will be new. So what's equanimity? I was thinking about this as I was walking over. I think this practice is the practice of learning a mature love. So what we have is this predicament that we um, are connected to other humans and other beings and um, we feel metta, compassion, mudita, these heartwarming qualities. And then we find that we so much wish that they will be happy and that they won't suffer, and preferably that they do it in a way that works for us. (laughs) And that's our predicament, right? (laughs) Like we would like them, you know, uh, to be happy because then we'll be happy and we don't want them to suffer because we don't want to suffer and we want them to be happy in the right way. And um, with the equanimity practice, we're, we're kind of rooting out these tendencies for our self-agendas to get mixed in with our love um, in these other three heartwarming um, forms, kind of rooting them out so we can see them and so that we can consider the alternative that we might let them just be as they are and that we might uh, release this deep-seated tendency to wish to control how things are for them, and that we might experience um, the sweetness of being able to do that. And then that that quality of equanimity um, will become infused in the metta the compassion and the mudita and make them fuller and purer and deeper and more mature. So equanimity, as you know, it's, I, I think of it as a kind of gracefulness or poise in the face of, of this world that we can't control too much. We can influence it, but we can't really control it. And so it has a subtle sweetness. It's uh, less drama than the um, other three. It has a subtle joy that's quiet. It's a quiet kind of joy. It's closer to that stillness that Tuari was talking about this morning. The heart that's still in the sense that it's not um, turbulent and conflicted in the face of loving this other person or being, but rather is um, at rest. So it deepens the other three by taking out our demands and our self-centered agendas. I think of it also, especially in relationship to other people, as a form of respect, respect for other people to live their own lives and to have their own lives 
um, without our interference. And so it's a kind of gift that we give others of um, really allowing them to be who they are. And when equanimity is present, when the absence of, of demand or control, even, you know, I'm not saying it has to be in huge ways. It can be in subtle ways that we, you know, kind of want them to be the way we want them to be. But when that's absent, we actually see people and other beings much more deeply, and we see them um, with fresh eyes. And it's, it's fun. It's, it's, um, it, it enlivens relationships. It makes them um, less kind of frozen in our conceptual um, understanding of them and lets them be fluid and changing and evolving. And um, it's, it's much more fun. However, <laughs> it does, um, we have to uh, know how to work with our own um, heart to have that be possible. So you could say that this Brahma Vihara is an acceptance also of the limits of what we can do. So I said we don't go down easy. <laughs> we have a lot of wishful thinking in our relationships. But, but it's accepting um, that we can't control other people. That they'll do what they need to do. I think if the Buddha were alive today, he would call um, this Brahma Vihara uh, setting appropriate boundaries. <laughs> really, you know? It's like the first three all warming, and that's we love that, right? But yet we also have to understand. So the first three, it's like we're dissolving the boundary between us and others. And this fourth one puts it back in a little bit. It's kind of like you're a separate person. I'm a separate person. And you have your own journey. You have your own destiny. And I need to respect that and let it be. Now, that doesn't mean that if somebody's leaving dirty dishes laying around that you don't have a conversation about doing the dirty dishes. So we're not talking about just regular... um, I think I mentioned this the other day. We're not just talking about regular dynamics of, of a relationship, but but it's it's uh, it's on a different level. So there are. Um, I want to. Maybe I'll tell a little story. So uh, a while ago, I don't remember when it was, I was sitting on my favorite rock in the woods. I have a, a rock, a rock friend that I visit regularly. and I have to bushwhack out, but I know where it is, so I follow the train, and it's a big rock, and, and I like to sit on it. So I was sitting there, and um, I noticed that the uh, woods were kind of quiet. There weren't as many birds as usual, and the Trees seemed like they were struggling. They do. The woods, the trees don't seem as healthy as they used to. And so I felt a lot of grief. I was, um, you know, I was really feeling deeply kind of the grief at, at, at how things were right then. So there wasn't a lot of equanimity. And as I was sitting there, I heard like the trees and the, the land communicate. They said, we're still here. 
love us as we are now. And to me, that's an equanimity phrase. It's like, love us as we are now. Not as we were, not as we might be, not as we want them to be, but as they are now. And so bringing in, it's like there's still this connection and and warmth and equanimity, but it's not fighting. It's loving things as we are now, as they are now. And then I started to think, well, I could love this aging body as it is now, and there's a lot of things that we could love as they are now, right? That's equanimity, heartfelt equanimity. So uh, as you, you've heard, the near neighbor is a detachment or indifference, which is actually easier than equanimity because detachment's just like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm kind of like high over there. Um, no, equanimity has this warmth of connection, right? And then the far neighbors are this reactivity, the wish to control, and that we do not have any trouble distinguishing. Well, I shouldn't say we don't have any trouble distinguishing. Once we see it, we don't have any trouble distinguishing. And so equanimity practice is about freeing our own heart. It's not about um, the state of the world or condoning actions or anything like that. It's freeing our own heart of any that. Let's see if there's anything else I want to do before we get going. So like with all of the Brahma Viharas, we drop in these phrases as a way to uh, prime the heart or suggest to the heart a certain um, relationship to this being, to ourselves or to other beings. And then we see what happens. So it's an exploration of our heart rather than a, a demanding of our heart. And so I'm going to go through a lot of um, phrases, and and I'm going to suggest that you just see which one might resonate most for you, and then that could be your equanimity phrase. So I just want to say a couple words about the traditional phrase. We don't talk about that a lot because it can be confusing, but I want you to have the full teachings. So the traditional equanimity phrase is, You are the owner of your karma. Your happiness and sorrow depend upon your actions and not my wishes for you. So if we we didn't grow up with the understanding of karma or don't have a really mature understanding of karma, this can seem kind of cold to some people. It can be like, well, you're on your own now. (laughs) I wished all these things for you, but um, you are the owner of your karma. Your happiness and sorrow depend upon your actions and not my wishes for you. 
Basically, this is another way of saying you have your own destiny and you have your own life. And what I wish for you um, can't really change that. I can still wish these things for you um, as an expression of the openness and care of my heart. But I understand that you have your own road to travel. And with um, karma, basically it's just the understanding of cause and effect. We haven't talked about it a ton, have we? But it's the understanding that um, our actions count, (laughs) our actions of thought, speech, deed, They count because they have a certain kind of, you could say, momentum that creates a certain kind of world for ourselves. And um, life comes together with many causes and conditions. So karma isn't the only thing. Sometimes that's a misunderstanding. Like everything that happens to me is my karma. The Buddha didn't teach that. He said life is more... um, Varied than that. Lots of things come together. But karma is something that we actually have major influence over. And so it's an empowering truth that we can choose to cultivate a heart that is kind, that's present, that's um, caring, that's wise, and uh, that that will have influence in our lives and our own happiness. And the same is true for other people. So it's a very empowering, I just want to make sure you understand that it's a very empowering thing. It's not like, oh, you have your fate and, you know, you made your bed, now you're going to lay in it or anything like that. It's much more positive. So anyway, if that phrase works for you, you're welcome to um, use it. You are the owner of your karma. Your happiness and sorrow depend upon your actions and not my wishes for you. But there are other ones, and I'm just going to read a list and just kind of listen meditatively and just see if one of them feels like, oh, yeah, that that phrase makes my heart kind of let go of any wish to um, depend on uh, things being a certain way. Things are as they are. That's a very common, just very simple things are as they are. So we're going through our practice with another person, and it's just like, oh, things are as they are. And that's really to help us land and to love them as they are now. No matter how much I might wish things to be otherwise, things are as they are. This is how it is right now. May I accept this just as it is. May I accept you just as you are. I care about you, and I cannot control your happiness or sorrow. I care about you, and I entrust you to your journey. I care about you, and I understand that you have your own path to follow. I release you from my expectations. 
I release my attachment to how things are for you. I entrust you to your life and respect you on your journey. I let go of my demands for you and your life. I love you just as you are. So I'll post those later, so don't worry about remembering them. So you get the flavor? Let go, let go, let go. Release the heart, relax the heart. Free your own heart and then you know, consequently, it adds freedom for others too. Such a great gift. Releasing them from our demands and expectations that they be a certain way or that things be a certain way for them. So here's our plan for the next half hour or so. Um, we'll just first settle in with a Brahma Vihara that we like just to establish a connection with ourselves. Then uh, we'll bring to mind the person that we have um, an easy connection with, and we will uh, connect with them through the Brahma Vihara that we like best, whichever one we connect most with, metta, compassion, or mudita. And then after a short time of that, we will move into the equanimity practice with the same person, And then after a short time with that, we will go back to the other Brahma Vihara and just see if the flavor has changed at all. And then after we do that with an easy person, we'll bring to mind uh, somebody else, uh, one or two other people, and do the same kind of um, practice. And at the end, I know, uh, Brian, I think, let you do this. At the end, I'll let you pick somebody who I'll let you. A number of you won't listen to me, and you'll do it way before then. But um, <laughs> I will suggest that you choose somebody who um, it's sticky with, that it's easy for you to kind of like want them to be a certain way. And, um, you know, the classic is like a parent and a child or a child and a parent, or um, but anybody who you might like want to be a certain way and, and just play around with that for a while and see what happens in your heart when you bring these phrases forward and explore. Explore equanimity. Explore the lack of equanimity. See what you can learn about this complicated creature we call our heart. All right, so if you need to just kind of stretch in place for a minute, if not, that's fine, but if you want to and get really comfortable. Take a couple deep breaths if that helps with the settling.
And we'll start with whatever practice helps you to connect with yourself most easily in whatever form works the best for you. Just starting out with this sense of love for ourselves, kindness for ourselves, care, appreciation. can even notice if there's any kind of demand for yourself in these metta, compassion, and mudita wishes, or if there's just a deep sense of resting in the sweetness of this relationship of kindness. But are there any, like, edges, any places where it starts to feel just a little bit of contraction of some kind, wanting it to feel maybe deeper or better. And if you see any of these edges, any tension in your wishes, ah, there it is, attachment. This is the way things are right now. You can bring in an equanimity phrase to see if that can allow some release. May I love myself just as I am right now. May I be happy just as I am. May I be peaceful with whatever is happening.
May I love myself just as I am now. Or whatever connects you with this Brahma Vihara kindness, unconditional, that's the equanimity part, unconditional, no demands. Letting go, letting go, letting go. We can also think of equanimity as the wide and spacious heart. So bringing that spaciousness into our Brahma-vihara practice, which really has the flavor of letting go or letting be. The opposite of demands is spaciousness. If you wish, bringing to mind somebody that you've been connecting with a lot in your Brahma-vihara practice, somebody easy to connect with. And establishing that warmth, that warm connection through the easiest Brahma-vihara for you, the one that flows the most. So nurturing that kind, warm connection. Relaxing into that warmth, the sweetness of connection.
connecting wholeheartedly with this person or being. Whatever nurtures that. And now we'll bring in some equanimity phrases to help suggest the relaxation of any place that our warm connection might have some contraction in it. So I'll read a few and use the one that works the best for you. I care about you and I entrust you to your journey. I release my attachment for how things are for you. This is how it is right now. Letting those phrases touch your heart, see what the response is. I care about you and I cannot control your happiness or sorrow. See if you can relax into these phrases or the one that works best for you. You are the owner of your karma. Your happiness and sorrow depend upon your actions and not my wishes for you. I release my demands for you and your life. Letting go, letting go, letting go. Letting be, letting be, letting be.
Sometimes there will be this flavor of the release of any self-centered agenda. And sometimes other emotions will appear that show us what's getting in the way of letting go or letting be. Any response is right, correct. It's an exploration. If you wish going back, if you want continuing with the equanimity or if you wish going back to the original Brahma Vihara and just see see how that is now after doing the equanimity. If you wish now, bringing to mind perhaps somebody that um, is suffering a little bit, not too much. I'm sure somebody has arisen in that category at some point in your Brahma Vihara practice. Somebody or some being. Bringing them to mind. Establishing a warm connection through whatever Brahma Vihara you wish to choose. Your favorite or compassion.
Now, if you wish, bringing in equanimity with this person. Using the phrase that resonated for you. I care about you and I cannot control your happiness or sorrow. I care for you and entrust you to your journey. I let go of my demands for you and your life. Letting go. Letting go. Letting be. Letting be. Remembering that equanimity is spaciousness of heart that is large enough to be able to hold the joy and sorrow of this world. softening and relaxing, allowing, Can the heart rest in the way things are now? Can the heart love as things are right now? That's our exploration.
If you wish, continuing with the equanimity phrases or coming back to that Brahma-vihara that you began with and just seeing, seeing if there's any difference. The Brahma-vihara infused with equanimity. Then if you haven't already or you wish to bring to mind somebody who's sticky, this would be the difficult person for equanimity, the one that it's easy for us to find our own attachments and opinions uh, about how things should be for them or how they should be. You can bring this being to mind or continue with any of the others, if you wish. And so we can connect with this being, with the Brahma-vihara of choice. Just establishing our warm connection with them.
And if you wish, switching to the equanimity practice, using the phrase that perhaps seems most likely to unlock any um, clinging to things being a certain way for this person or being. I release any expectation or demand for how your life is. I entrust you to your journey. I care about you and I understand that you have your own path to follow. Just dropping in the phrase and seeing if it takes in the heart or whatever happens in the heart. Noticing that, learning from it. You are the owner of your karma. Your happiness and sorrow depend upon your actions and not my wishes for you. This is the way things are right now.
letting go, letting be. Loving things just as they are now. If the equanimity practice feels fruitful, continue with that, or if you wish, going back to the Brahma-vihara, the other Brahma-vihara, for a little while with this being or person. Wrapping up our equanimity practice today by coming back to ourselves, sitting here right now, right in this place, at this time, with the intention to love ourselves as we are now, as things are now. Letting go of expectation and demand for how things should be. And resting, resting in how they are now. Letting go, letting go. Letting be, letting be.
So I'll lightly tap the bell and those who are ready to do some walking can do that and those who wish to stay here and practice a little longer can do that. Thank you for your equanimity practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.